Let's talk about snacks on this episode of the Mess Hall Podcast. podcast with avery and lena and when i say let's talk about snacks we got a whole bunch of snacks we did an international snack exchange with a podcast from the states called let's talk about snacks and we sent them some canadian goodies and they sent us some american goodies we're hoping we don't get in trouble with a international law (laughs) i don't think we will they They've already reviewed our snacks on their episode. So just to give you an idea of what we sent them, we sent them Smarties, the Canadian version of Smarties, yes. which are called Rockets in Canada. No, I thought their I thought their Rockets were called Smarties. Yes. Okay. okay. Maybe, maybe I said that wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I'm confused. So they, I sent them my favorite, Coffee Crisp, and we sent them Nanaimo Bar, Arrow Chocolate Bar, yes. and... We sent and them in Kinder illegal, Surprise. Yeah, illegal Kinder Surprises. Which surprise for criminals. <laughs> and then we sent them all dressed chips. And I listened to their episode already on reviewing our snacks. So if you want to hear that, we'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes below to let's talk about snacks. And they also have the best theme song. Yes, they do have an awesome theme song. And I'm not going to attempt to sing it. I will. <laughs> let's talk about snacks baby <laughs> let's talk about you and me i don't know if they go all that far with that they go pretty <laughs> far but they don't say that uh but yeah th- their favorite was the all dressed chip so makes sense they are delicious they are delicious i sent them three bags and for each host and yeah but hosts? two hosts are in philadelphia one is in florida so Yes. Okay, I thought maybe Maryland, Maryland for some reason. I like their story on how they had the chips. Uh, One of the hosts. um, Linda? Conrad? Conrad. One of the hosts, Conrad, he had two of the chips and he had to hide the other bag because they were all, (laughs) they ate them up so quickly and he wanted to have a bag to himself. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, so. I'm all about hiding snacks from. I love all dress trips and they are delicious. And I sent we sent them Ruffles all dress, which are my favorite. And sometimes I just lick the flavor off them. And I, if Lena's nice, I'll offer her the pre licked chip. Yes. So yes. he often offers to baby bird feed me. <laughs> um, I never take him up on either of those two. But both both are great ideas. Yeah, they sure are. Sorry, Buster's. But we don't have a bonus thing today. We're just we got a whole bunch of snacks here, so. Let's get into this. We have a guest. Buster just jumped up onto the podcast couch with us. So Big brave boy went <laughs> past two cats, two of them, to yeah. get to lie on the couch here. Yeah. He's all proud of himself. And he thinks he's probably going to get some of these And he knows treats. there's chips. He yeah. knows the sound of a chip wrinkling bag. Yeah. Even though we're not starting with chips, there's chips coming up. We are starting with Kit Kat duos. Now, some of these things, I'm like, can we get these in Canada? And a big question mark. We can get some Kit Kat duos. This one is the strawberry and dark chocolate. In and I couldn't believe this fact. Chocolate covered strawberries weren't around till the 60s when Lorraine LaRusso made made them first. She worked for a gourmet store in Chicago called Stop and Shop and she made chocolate covered strawberries. And that was the Any relationship to Daniel LaRusso? 
I don't know who Danielle LaRusso. La, it's LaRusso, sorry. Oh, so I probably, probably not then. Because I don't know who the other Daniel is. He is a karate master. Oh. And he has his own TV show from when he was a young kid. Oh. <laughs> and now documenting Let's his life just... as a as an older person. <laughs> and We have snacks. <laughs> Let's get into these snacks. So we're going to try this uh, Kit Kat Duo Strawberry and Dark Chocolate. Excited. Ooh, it's pink. Ooh, it smells very strawberry. I am very pleasantly surprised. It was perfectly balanced. It wasn't too chocolatey, too strawberry. I found it perfectly balanced. Yeah, it was a really nice chocolatey strawberry candy. Yeah, and especially dark chocolate, which is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so while we're going to enjoy another finger, let's hear a word from our sponsor. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least. Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for, for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their own coverage at any time and on any device. That makes life easier for them and you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business. And Alberta Blue Cross has your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. And I did that last week because I know you have Alberta Blue Cross. And I signed I up and did all the online stuff. So so we can get our dentist. <laughs> so we may as well eat some more candy. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Butterfinger. Crisp peanut butter core covered in chocolate. Now, can we not get get this in Canada or is it only specialty stores? We I go think, to throw out so many specialty candy stores, it gets kind of confused. I think only I think we've seen it in some specialty stores. Oh, okay. Now, it's been around since 1923. Its name was chosen as a popularity contest. They had a contest for it. Now, do you remember I remember Simpsons ads. Yes, that's how I remember it. That in an ad in 1988, they had the Butterfinger Gang, and this is the debut of Milhouse Van Houten. Houten? Houten. Okay. Milhouse. Yes. Then I looked up how why Milhouse is called Milhouse, and Matt Groening, Groening, Uh Groening, you know, I know how to spell it, that's it. He tried to come up with a name that would be the most unfortunate name for a kid to have, and it's (laughs) Richard Nixon's middle name. Which I didn't okay, know, I didn't know but <laughs> yeah, that's how he came up with Millhouse. He wanted nice. just an unfortunate name, as if Bart isn't bad enough. Yeah, so let's give this a I'm shot. I'm excited. I feel like I had one, but in small form at some point in my ma- my life, <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> no, you just kept it in your hand. <laughs> I'm just taking a bite of this. I don't know if I've had it. It reminds me a lot of a crispy crunch. Is it crispy crunch with a yeah. orangish red label? Crispy yeah, crunch? but it has like this. Um, Peanut buttery flavor, and it's not as hard. Yeah, it, yeah, it is more pe- like peanut buttery. I like it. I might hide that from you later. <laughs> no, I, it was good. I really like the Butterfinger. That crisp kind of yeah, it's crispy. It's soft. It's layered? almost chewy. Yeah, layered, like, but like not not like wafers like yeah. a Kit Kat, but like layers of like crispy peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way I can. It was good. It. I enjoyed it. And it works. Don't mind as our cat is just playing with a box or packages. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have next? Next up, we have Takis Fuego. 
which is a hot chili pepper and lime flavor. It's the spiciest and the most popular of Takis. Now, we I was going to name this American Snacks, but this is a Mexican snack in Mexico since 1999, U.S. in 2004. It's rolled to look like a taquito. And now our hosts thinks it, think it is illegal in Canada. And I think that comes from a lot of internet so- stories say that it led to like needing like surgery and just basically, if doctors say you should eat it in moderation because it can lead to gastritis, gas, yeah, gastritis, which is an inflamed lining of the stomach, just because the spice if you eat oh, too okay. many, yeah, and that it's not like a serious thing. I think it just kind of can give you a stomach ache. But I'm excited. I wonder how it'll taste with that butter flavor flavor in my mouth. I really enjoyed the heat, but the lime flavor was really like really nice and subtle, but really in there I didn't as well. find it subtle I liked the lime yeah. it was just subtle because of the spice the spice came yeah. first yeah and I love that sour that like I know if I, I ate more of those I'm getting a um, canker sore yeah yeah but it had like yeah it was really nice and sour and, and sweet oh. and, and spicy and the crunch was nice it would be worth yeah. it. Yeah. The crunch is it's especially crunchy where it's rolled so tightly uh-huh. yeah I really enjoyed those yeah gastritis here we come <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will mellow it out. I mean, everything, milk mellows out the spiciness. But we have dad's root beer, but in candy form, hard candy form. And I'm a big fan of hard candy lately. Of course you are. You're old. old. Dad's root beer has been around since 1937. By The company was created by Bernie Burns and Eli Clapman. And it's named because Eli Clapman's father always made root beer for the family in the garage. And I guess that was a very typical thing to be done at the time. Garage root beer. Oh, they're big hard candy. It's almost like a little barrel. Oh, you're right. I didn't open mine yet. (laughs) It is a little barrel. Oh, it's so cute. That's delicious. Now, full disclosure, because we're doing a podcast and they're big candy, we just sucked on them for a little bit. We wondered if there's a difference if we finish the whole candy, but we didn't want to just sit here looking at each other, eating root beer candy, (laughs) awkwardly looking at each each other's eyes but that was delicious i didn't always love root beer but i think it's annex root beer just has changed my yeah. mind and now i really like root beer i really like that I, I don't know if i ever had dad's root beer now i want to go out and get a dad's root beer yeah i, I haven't but it sounds like we should it'll be on the podcast coming up sooner or later yeah but i do love a hard candy and that's a nice little yeah it was really nice i liked it, it was, the flavor was there it tasted like root beer and i'm more likely to have a hard candy than a glass of pop just okay. i don't know and i haven't had pop in days <laughs> <laughs> come on to the hard candy diet that'll help i'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, get off my marshmallow diet <laughs> exactly oh, yeah that was that was really good. I wasn't over. I was like, ah, hard like candy, but I don't know. Once I saw it in the little barrel shape and the root beer, that was pretty exciting. We still have some more stuff to go. So what do we? Yeah. Have so left? stop talking, Lena. I <laughs> get it. We have Oreo, Oreo, Oreo Cakesters. It's the tagline on it. Kind of goes, "Have your cake and cookie too." So oh. I guess it was around from 2007 to 2012 and came back this year. And I don't, I've never seen them here, so. Oh, did you at a, oh, Canmore. They look like whoopie pies. Yeah, they do, too. I want to eat a whole one, but we have a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, it looks like a very soft Oreo. I'm looking forward to this. My only complaint is it could have used a little more cream. It should have been a double stuffed cake stir. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been better. It was a little bit dry. It's um, definitely like an Oreo Joe Louis. Yeah, 
Yeah, without the chocolate on the like yeah, the yeah, crispy chocolate on the outside. I really enjoyed it though. I wonder I if Joe Louise does a Canadian thing or not. Vachon I don't cakes. know. We talked yeah. about it uh, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I forget. But I really liked it. It was a little dry, but I felt. But I'm having a cup of. I'll just say I'm having a cup of tea. I'm having that sweet potato pie tea that we oh, had a okay. couple months yeah. ago yeah. and it was really good with the cake oreo cake stir <laughs> so my dog's licking my toes for some reason we had some sweet stuff well and we had the talkies and now chips i'm excited for these chips well i've been excited for everything who am i kidding <laughs> i'm just excitable <laughs> our butter our, our butter our buster knows chips are coming we have heard might be hairs old bay seasoned chips so Old Bay seasoning, celery salt, red pepper, paprika. The, I guess the original had some spices and maybe it's now a little more secretive, such as ginger and cardamom. It's named after the Old Bay line, which was a passenger ship in the Chesapeake Bay area. It went from Baltimore to Norfolk, Virginia in the beginning of the 1900s. Now, in 1939, the Baltimore Spice Company started making Old Bay Spice. Oh, okay. It was started by a Jewish German immigrant named Gustav Brun who escaped Nazi Germany. There's a whole story about it. It's kind of, I don't know, inspiring. But he had a wholesale spice business back in Germany, but he was Jewish and had to escape. It was an, and oh, Old Bay Spice was initially developed to flavor crab and, and shrimp. I thought, for a second, the chips were crab flavor, but it's just Old Bay seasoning flavor. I can tell you, originally it blended in 1939 yes. to spice up the flavor of fresh cut Maryland crabs. Yes, which is more, <laughs> it was just as a more succinct way of saying what I just said. Because I'm just ignoring you and I'm just reading the back of the bag of I chips. I know, that's why I was like floundering. You're just like not looking at me, just reading. But I'm excited. I don't, I think I, I think Red Lobster has Old Bay biscuit. Oh, I have no idea. I think their biscuits might be flavored with Old Bay seasoning. I, anyone tell me if I'm wrong. I could just be wrong on that. But I don't remember ever using Old Bay seasoning of you. I should take some of these in memory from making a Copacetic podcast mm -hmm. who was on. Because she's originally from Baltimore, and I know she talks about Old Bay. I guess some Subways used it for their seafood subs, and some Ooh. still have it. I want to say the flavor is seafood adjacent. <laughs> Does that make sense? I've definitely had Old Bay seasoning before, I think. Now that I have these chips, I'm like, I've had that in some. They remind me of another chip, but I just can't put my finger on it. Something with, like a kettle chip with malt vinegar. Yeah. yeah. I feel something like that. Yeah, they were I'm good. I'm still I, eating them. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the bitterness. And then there was a little bit of sour, like I thought, like malt vinegar or something. Yeah. Um, I can't taste all the spices. Like I can't distinguish all the spices, but. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. My palate's it. not that good, but. Are we doing another chip? Sorry, I'm like still like <laughs> contemplating these ones. And I'm looking. I'm yeah, looking I know. Forward no, to this we're chip. not doing chips next. Yeah, we are. <laughs> he Avery's been especially excited about these. Oh, I didn't read the bag, which is odd of me. We have Italian hoagie chips. Now, from what I understand, and people who know better might tell me otherwise, but it seems like in Philadelphia, maybe South Jersey, it's the word for a sub. In New York, it's a hero, a grinder in New England. There's some specifications, hot, cold, I don't know. So I just kind of simplified that down, hoagie as a paired pose to like subs. I remember in the Cosby show, he used to eat hoagies all the time. Okay. You're looking for an inappropriate joke, I can tell. No, I was just thinking. No. Uh, I, I've been trying to think of hoagie and sub and grinder. I never really 
heard the term grinder too much, but I've heard it like this is the third time I've heard it in the last couple months. Okay. So. Now, it's possibly named, again, a story that's disputed, named because of the Italian immigrants who ate these subs and they worked at the Philadelphia Navy Yard. So it was known as Hog Island, this Navy Yard. So hoagie, hoggies became hoagies. Okay. Or it had to be, it had to go with like, you had to be a hog like to eat that huge of a sandwich kind of thing. But again, a disputed story I read. I feel there's probably more to it. You could delve deep. There's, no, there's never a disputed story in the origins of food. <laughs> like sometimes the, the look research is shoddy at best. And I could he- just almost feel people cringing going, she didn't go far, like far enough. I didn't. Wikipedia. (laughs) Mostly Wikipedia. But anyway, I'm just kind of reading. Should I read the bit? Sure. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo, which I guess is the name of the chip. In Philadelphia, when it comes to cold cut based sandwiches, there aren't any submarines. A hero is best described as someone who puts her life on the line for the safety of others. The truth is, to real Philadelphians, Italian sandwiches on a hearty long roll have long been known as hoagie. At Primo's, we know hoagies better than anyone else. We started on the corner of Rittner Street in South Philly and have always made our hoagies fresh to order, using only the finest gourmet quality meats and cheeses. We always go above and beyond with our hoagies. In that spirit, we have combined all the... all the delicious hoagie flavor with a classic hearty potato chip so you can have an authentic Philly, Philly hoagie anytime. I guess Primo, I didn't really look up. It must be the name of a sandwich shop in this. Yeah, there's a picture of it. So I'm looking forward to these. I'll let you do Enough the Enough yapping, less eating. She's like, he's like, stop talking, stop talking. He always thinks that. And it's a ruffle chip. Yeah. The other ones were kettle chips, I'd say. Trying to get the Old Bay flavor out of my mouth. Is it just me or it tastes a little bit like roast chicken chips? Am I, is that just me? I'm getting like Italian dressing almost. I was thinking like I might be getting roast chicken because it might be like oregano, like Italian seasoning, like an oregano, I don't know, time is time in Italian seasoning and that's kind of like a roast chicken chip flavor. And maybe it's that, but I enjoy it. Perfectly salted, not not lightly salted, not triple salted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were nice. I think having a sub, like an Italian meat sub, with just some onion, some pepperoncini, like the picture. On yeah, it. just like the picture, and some Italian seasonings and mayo, or Italian dressing and mayo, yeah. and chips on the sub would be awesome. Yes. Now, am I making this up? Are there some t- types of subs or something where people put vinegar on right on the bread? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Or maybe that's like a maybe they put oil and vinegar, like yeah, like a just, vinaigrette. Yeah, but I'm not making that up. No, you're not. Avery is more a sandwich connoisseur than I am, but yeah, those chips did not disappoint. Yeah. They were. I didn't know what to expect. I was looking forward to those chips, and I'm looking forward to our next thing. Most of all, well, our next group, our next group of food. We have we have Tasty Cakes. So Tasty Cake is a Philadelphia brand from since 1914 philip a man by philip b-a-u-r boar opened a bakery well first his dad used to have a bakery in pittsburgh his dad sold this business but part of the deal was that no one from the bauer bauer family could have a bakery within 100 miles of this pittsburgh bakery so when philip bauer opened up his business with his business partner herbert Morris, who is a egg salesman, they went to Philadelphia. Now they made their business idea was to make individually wrapped snack cake. And when Herb's wife, and I love this name, Willavine, tried to try one of their products for the first time, she said, 
What a tasty cake. Why it's two Ks, we don't know. Now, first off, we have, oh, and just to bring it around, in 2009, they moved their factory to the Navy Yard in South Philadelphia. And I wonder if it's the same Navy Yard that hoagies were eaten on. (laughs) If anyone knows, (laughs) let me know. But I thought that could bring it full circle. We have, first off, crimps. Crimson. Can I see that? I feel it. Crimpet. Crimpets. It's crimpet. Which is a sponge cake with jelly filling. It's been around since 1927. I guess they made these like little fingers and filled with jam that would fall apart. They fall apart fell apart out of the cake pan. So they crimped them a bit to make a more stable shape that didn't fall apart and then sold them. Called them crimpets. So let's give them a try. I mean, they look smushy and like cake and like a individually wrapped processed cake product that I've been looking forward to. I love that. Like it looks perfect, like so moist. Yeah, I said moist. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be and wanted it to be. That jam in there really added to the moisture. Which was really nice. Especially after the bit of the dryness from the cake store. Yep. I don't know when they started selling cupcake here, but they have chocolate cupcake with a chop chocolate icing, and I am excited for this. I hope it's filled like a hostess like cupcake, but I don't know if it is. Now, they might have got squished a little, but it almost looks like an au caramel, like only smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it got smish, smushed. It must have been more cupcake shape. I mean, that doesn't take from the flavor. It's still super chocolatey. I did enjoy the first bite, but the more I got into it, the more I enjoyed it. It's super chocolatey. It will satisfy a craving if you're looking just for something cho- oh, like chocolatey yeah. Yeah, cake perfect. that's not necessarily homemade. This, like a package of these will satisfy your chocolate craving. They'd be good for a road trip. Maybe a little messy. Everything's messy when I eat, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> And now we've, I've been saving this one. I don't know, not saving it, but peanut butter candy cakes. Now they used to be called tandy cake, and no one really knows when it became candy cakes, but some people still call them tandy cakes, but they were around since 1931. I feel like it's going to be a cake version of a Butterfinger. Almost looks like a turtle. Yeah, like a big soft turtle. <laughs> yeah, like the candy turtle, not like an animal. Oh, there's white cake in that I didn't expect. That's intense peanut butter flavor too. For how much peanut butter it looks like there's in there, I'm surprised by how peanut peanut buttery it is. A little bit dry, but still nice. Like oh, nice I like the dryness. Flavors. But overall, those three cakes are really nice. I really enjoyed them. I'm still enjoying them. <laughs> I think we'll take another ad break, and then we'll do a little recap and talk about our favorites. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, book comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So what were your top three items? Oh, let me think. Uh, The Tasty Cakes? The Cupcake Tasty Cake is up there for me. All of them were super good. I'd say, yeah, because it was so intensely chocolate. I loved the Old Bay seasoning chip. And, I mean, you can never go wrong with a cupcake, but no. Do you know what I'm going to go with? The root beer candy. I'm going with a number one cupcake cup tasty cakes. Mm-hmm. Ta- Takis? Takis? Takis. Takis. You got me messed up. Yeah. Takis are number two. Yeah. And 
maybe Old Bay Chips, number three. Oh, I didn't think you liked the Old Bay Chips. They were all right. They were different. When I say all right. But maybe the root beer candy was up there too, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just a hard candy, but I tell you that's just my addiction these days too, and that could be part why I'm. But it it had nice flavor, so maybe like 1A or 3A, 3B. But all those tasty cakes were really good. I You found the peanut butter one kind of dry, but I found it perfectly dry. Like, I wanted to have it with a cup of tea or, cup, like I said, a cup of yeah. coffee. I wanted to drink with it. Even milk, but I don't really drink a lot yeah. of milk. Just, yeah. yeah, but. No, I just, they felt like, they felt like foods I wanted to, like, these cakes felt like foods I wanted to binge on and just, like, shove a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. into my mouth and, like, smoosh them almost in my hand and, like, smoosh them in my mouth. And yeah. I don't norm, I don't eat like that. But no shame if anyone does. But that's, I wanted to, like, squish them inside of me. <laughs> that's, I know how gross that sounds now. Like, But that's what, they, they filled some sort of craving I had for prepackaged yeah. cakes. So do you have anything good to eat this week? Oh, why do I always? <laughs> I had some not good stuff that I made today. Why don't you go first while I'm remembering? Well, I was thinking about this, and it's been a while since we've actually recorded a podcast. Oh, that's true. So we had barbecue. We did have some barbecue, but I had some really good barbecue. I I was judging, I judged two barbecue events since we recorded last. So I went to Dinsbury, which is outside of Calgary, and... I judged a barbecue event there, and then I judged a barbecue event here in Calgary. So that was back-to-back weekends, and there was some really good stuff. Like, chicken was really good in Didsbury, and ribs were really good, and, you know, there was... I can't say there was anything bad, but I always say it's, like, good and really good. Yeah. Um, for me, you know what? Bruschetta. Oh, yeah. That I you made that the made other bruschetta. day, because yeah. you had mentioned making it, and then a couple of weeks went by, and then we had to buy stuff again to make it. And not only was it good, and you made perfect... Rustinis? Yes, thank you. I'm like, baguette? That's not the word. But then I took leftovers and mixed it with leftover pasta and put some little bocconcini in it. And today I had some leftover roast chicken in it. Oh, okay. And yeah. made like a, and I ate it cold. And just where it had sat there for more than one day, it was delicious like that. It was so, and Avery makes it kind of how I like it, like really vinegary till yeah. there's like tears in my eyes, which is because I love vinegar. <laughs> so, it's probably about 80% vinegar, 20% oil. You probably don't make it that way if you were making it for an event or like a bunch yeah. of people right yeah. like but he knows if He's i was nice. making it for a bunch of people at my house i'd probably make it the way you like it oh, so. well that's fair because you know that i'll just bitch and complain <laughs> you didn't make it like i like it <laughs> sounds like me because <laughs> that was me <laughs> But yeah, some good food, some good. We have some. Uh, we have so many leftovers from tonight. We're gonna be snacking good for the next little bit. Yeah, definitely. So. I might. I might steal some of these to take to work. But we'll see. You're giving me the. <laughs> like I'm not allowed to eat at work now. No, like you're not allowed to take some of these things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, and before we sign off, I want to say thanks again to Let's Talk About Snacks for sending this awesome box. I really yes, enjoyed it. Thanks, and guys. I think we settle on a term: snack casters. Snackcasters, I like it. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, so like I said, thanks to them, and hopefully we can do this something like this again with another podcast or these. Reach or, out to yeah. us, anyone who has ideas. Yes, exactly, and keep on eating. Keep on eating.